Welcome to That One Time in Business with me, your host, Casey Renee, a creative director and brand strategist who has a million and one stories and lessons to share. Now remember, these are our teachable moments with a twist and a laugh. So let's get started. Okay, so boom. You know I always talk about being stressed from clients and just trying to navigate, not trying to fuck them up or curse them out, excuse me in advance for for this. But I am so excited today because we have a tool. And I always say you can't go through business without tools. And guess what's a tool? Therapy. So we are going to talk to Miss Jasmine Price, and she's going to give us some tips, tricks. She's going to hear my rants. And I am just overall excited for her to be here. So, um, yeah, get ready. Hey, Jasmine, girl, how are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? Thank you. Thank you for letting me crawl in your DM and you answering me. I really appreciate it. I like the idea of checking DMs, so thank you for sliding in there. You know, it's not always for nasty stuff. I think that, you know, we can really utilize it for business, and I think that a lot of things pop off. And I'm like, I see you, and I saw that you have this journal prompt, and we'll definitely go more into it. And I was just like, she got to be on the podcast. One, because I'm trying to, like, push the system and just get free therapy a little bit. And then two, <laughs> and then two because I'm like, Yo, I am talking to a lot of creatives right now, and we are just feeling like we are in this space of we have to pivot. Things are changing. Um, The culture of design, service-based industries, period. I know that's something that you can definitely attest to. And I was just like, we got to talk about this. We got to leave the the funny stories alone. And it's time for us to really, like, tap into finding real solutions for some of the problems that we have caused in you know just real life but thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you um so I'm gonna jump right into it okay okay so as a service based let's just I say creative service based because I don't want to just say like designers or anything like that um I have a question um starting off the bat so now I'm going to jump back into your journal exercises so I know that with a lot of creatives we live in the well for me, I live on the computer. Everything is in the computer. I know there's times that I need to kind of pull back off the computer, but there are times where I saw you do this journal exercise. Can you tell me a little bit more about it and how it could be shifted towards creatives? Absolutely. So every year in the month of May, I do the 31 days of journaling called Healed the Right Way in May. Okay. With, oh, that's Yeah. So I spell right with W-R-I-T-E. Yes. <laughs> and so the idea is to get people in a space with self. And a lot of times, like, I'll get clients and they'll say, I don't like the journal. But the creative pieces, journaling doesn't have to be writing. You can do it however you want. So if you want to draw according to my prompt, how you feel, or if you want to write a poem, or if you want to write a skit, however it is getting your thoughts down on paper is so important because we're bombarded with so many other people's thoughts and voices. That is very true. And so that can be overwhelming because it'll overshadow your own. And so journaling is a space where you can get 15 minutes. If all you have is 15 minutes, then you can journal. And so every month I started in 2018. And Mm -hmm. so every year that's, that's what we do. And the hope is, is that people will continue with that after the 31 days. And it feels good that you said that you can doodle. So I, when I was in college, I had this 
thing. Like people would never get their notes from me. So I would sit in class and instead of like writing exactly down what the professor was saying, like I would doodle. Like I literally, and I knew what he, like what he was trying to say, or I would like draw, draw out graphs or things like that. And like people would be like, Casey, let me see your notes. And I, me not even thinking like, Casey, you're a whole ass creative. Like I'm like here. And they'd be like, what the fuck is this Casey? And I'd be like, I'm like, ah, my bad, my bad, my bad. And I, I would feel kind of bad about it, but I was just like, that's my way. And then come to find out when I was like trying to navigate my way, like spiritually, and I would watch sermons. My mom bought me this, um, this journal and I still do the same thing. So like my notes and like some of the scriptures and things are a lot of sketches, but it works well for me. So it feels good that I can kind of come as you are, you know, for, for this journaling prompt. Absolutely. And sometimes when I had an office, a mm-hmm. physical office, I had journals from the dollar, from a store. You can say the Dollar Tree. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they didn't have any lines. Okay. And so I would give it to people because that that's how I come as a therapist too. I'm meeting you where you're at. I can't go and bring you to me because you are the expert on yourself. So however you need to get it out, get it out. That makes sense. And I like that. So let me ask you a question. Oh, I think I'm going to say it at the beginning of every question. Let me ask you another question. Let me ask you another question. Um, do you work with a lot of, like, people who own their own businesses or service-based? Not trying to be all up in your HIPAA violations or nothing like that. Um, but is that a space that you, you see? And if you do see it, do you notice that their needs tend to be different from those who normally clock into a nine to five? I actually don't see a lot of people in business for them. Probably because we ain't got insurances. I ain't even going <laughs> to lie to you. I'm not even about to lie to you. It's probably because we don't got no damn insurance. I'm on Medicaid. Well, you know what, though? There are there are resources out there. There are There are resources. We'll get a list of those for you. Thank you. Absolutely. Yes, because... The communities that I serve, I take insurance so that I could be able to support them. But then when I got into private practice, I was like, well, shit, they don't have access to insurance either. Because if I get the high deductible plan, then I'm not going to get anything. But if I pay a little bit more, then that's more out of my check. So I don't really see a lot of people in business for themselves. But being on social media, I see a lot of people going into business for themselves and they get caught up in the hustle and bustle of what society says you need to be doing. I thought you I thought you were gonna say, but I do see on social media motherfuckers who go into business are crumbling <laughs> and you need and, and that need. too. That too. That's what I thought you was about to say. I was like, yeah. We are a lot of red flags and we have a lot of things going on. And it's really a it like you say, it really is kind of unfortunate because I feel as though, me personally, I've I've had a nine to five and I've also been an entrepreneur and I feel like the stress level is higher. And I say the only reason I say that is because I feel like if you go into a nine to five, you have coworkers. So you kind of like trauma bond and things like that with them. And when you're in your business by yourself, you saw my dog walk down. That's all I got, you know, down here. So it's like I I know it's needed, um, especially for for that situation. Yes. But I also found, now, when I went into private practice, there's not a lot of people that were willing to 
support or connect because they felt like I was swerving in their lane. I okay, I, that bothers me too. So I talk to people about the other. I'm like, why? So I sent an email blast out maybe like a couple of weeks ago when I noticed that I, I like my spidey senses were going off. Like something's going on in the creative world with services. I can't put my finger on it. So I was like, yo, I'm going to just start to ask people and start to talk to people. And they were like, no, it's not just you. I'm going through X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, I sent an email blast like literally at like 11 o'clock at night. And I literally, the heading said, why the hell aren't we talking to each other? Like, what is it that we are trying to hold so close to us, our chest that we can't give to somebody else? Because ultimately, then we don't have nobody. And my lane is my lane. Your lane is your lane. And when I opened, I was blessed to open and then I was full and I saw other therapists around me mm-hmm. who were open and I started referring out. And then one said, you've referred a lot of people to me. Let's meet up. Instant connection. We're still in contact or people that come to me and was like, you know, I'm going to leave my nine to five. How do I start my mm-hmm. private practice? I'm not a gatekeeper at all. And uh, I started my private practice through Google because Everybody else wanted me to pay so much money and I didn't have it. Yeah. And so I've seen people that have helped flourish and I'm so proud of them. It's not a competition. I couldn't flourish the way they did when they did because that just wasn't my time. Yeah, I, I, it, that really does. That, that really bothers me, especially because I always pride myself on. I know I always say I want to be who I never had, you know, in the design community, as a person, just all around, like encompassing. I feel like that's one of my attributes that I just want to have while on this earth. Um, along with that, though, I, I am curious if I came to you as a client and I was just like, you know, client stressors. Do you have any tips on management or client management? Like how to because I'm alone, you know, and I don't because I know some people be like, well, did you talk to some? And I'm like, I don't got nobody to talk to. So, you know, outside of your hours, what are some tips that you could give me to potentially use outside on my own? One of the biggest things I think, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but as creatives, a lot of creatives that I've interacted with are sensitive about. They shit, Erica Badu. Right. <laughs> and so a lot of times bouncing stuff off of people, you're like, I don't know if I, if I want to release my baby yet. And so with that, I would encourage a circle of support. And it doesn't have to be big, Uh but someone or at least two people who know you and you trust them to help hold you accountable. They need to know what to do, what to say to you, what not to say to you, and what to do. You think it's important to know your love language even as an entrepreneur? It is. I'm I'm words of affirmation. You got to gas me the fuck up. <laughs> Bring me up. It is, it is very important because then how you receive, you mirror that for your clients so that they can in, in turn do that for you. That's true. I do be gassing my clients the fuck up. Like, I really do. I never thought about that. that that's very true. I'm like, we got this. Even when we don't. <laughs> <laughs> and also... Self-care, I always say this, self-care 99% of the time is the things that you don't want to do. And those are the things like routine. And so part of my self-care is bedtime. 
I, it's a non-negotiable because that's my time for myself. And so a suggestion would be picking a time that you can do every day mm-hmm. to pour into yourself. Okay. Right. Because yes, validation from other people is good because we're communal people, but learning how to talk to yourself is very important for those times where your circle of support doesn't have the capacity to show up. I started talking to myself in the mirror and like, like I'm talking about the whole like Issa Rae type situation and it felt really weird. So I had a breakdown one time, I'm not gonna lie, you know, you know. Um, so I had like a breakdown, like just clients, everything. It just felt like it was coming to a head and I make a lot of jokes. So I'm the type of person like, you know how to, I feel like I'm the strong friend. I feel like I am, I fall into that category, which I never usually mind. Um, but I was just in the mirror and I was like, I want to do this. You're going to be great, Casey. And I just got it, boy. And I was like, yeah, you did do it. And I, from then on, I kind of liked the way I felt afterwards. Like, because what I'm, what I'm learning as I get older and deeper into business is no one can affirm me like I can affirm myself. You know, so because I know my intimate thoughts. And then to also to your point that you had said, when you said that people about the you want to hold things close to the cuff, I kind of attribute that to social media. Reason being is because it used to be like people like love to make announcements, right? And then you get these gurus and you get these these experts, and they're like, "No more announcements in 2023. We just want action until you know, like that type of vibe." So then it makes you feel like I'm not about to say shit. I'm not about to do nothing. Like, and and I felt like that's kind of what happened when I used to love making announcements because ultimately it kind of in my own way made me feel accountable. So if I would be like, yeah, this is coming on Saturday. It was like, well, did you didn't tell 4,000 people something's coming on Saturday. You might want to do that shit like for me, but the joys of, of social media. But even with me and I tell clients all the time, cause I, your therapist's job is not to give advice. Really? Oh, baby, advice me that. <laughs> not not advice, and unless you're, you know, you're in danger. But because if I started giving you advice and telling you what to do, I'm no different than the outside world, and I'm trying to get you to quiet, right? And so I want you to be in tune with yourself. And, and I tell clients, if I say something or suggest something or intervention and it doesn't work for you, tell me. Because that's what it is. It's a suggestion, and you are a part of this process. And I think the gurus, they don't leave room for you to be able to take the meat and leave the bones because they make you feel this They sure the fuck do. I, even when you know, because let's be very clear. And I, I'm pretty sure you can attest to this because you said like you, you, you open doors, you have the clientele. Before social media was a thing, right? Think about when we were young. Sorry, we're just going to put our ages out here clearly. We're in our 30s. But when we were younger, our younger kids would look up to us like, oh, my gosh, she's opened doors. She has this many clients, X, Y, and Z. Same for me. Oh, I, she had a billboard. She's been in business. She's made six figures. Like, these are all things that we really should be excited about. But I don't know what it is right now, but it, it doesn't feel enough. There's no quiet moments, and that is why journaling is so important and why your routine to be to yourself every day is so important. 
there's no quiet time to be able to celebrate where you are. And I made a post about this before. Most times is you're not doing enough. You need to be doing this. Or you still reading that book. You don't know. You need to get this book because we don't do it like this anymore. And it's like, well, shit. Do I ever just get a moment to breathe and celebrate? I came this far. No, and it it feels like we don't. And it's a disservice. It's really, it, it feels like it's a disservice to our our journey as a whole like our lives like you know people sit back I feel like oh our elders as much as sometimes their opinions just don't equate to what's going on today sometimes I feel like they got the opportunity to process it so you can hear emotion and joy when they tell a story or you can hear like still struggle like my dad one time told me a story about him and his dad and to this day, it wasn't even a crazy story, but you could tell that he was so into that moment that he still has emotions with it. I think with us, it's like, yeah, this, that, that happened with such and such two weeks ago. But then let me tell you about, and it's just like on social media, when somebody becomes a target on social media, in my mind, I'm like, it's a week. We'll forget about it. And I think that's the same thing with our accomplishments. When you do that, because when I look, when, Prospective clients come to me. I always let them know I'm looking at your mind, body, and soul because you cannot. Come on, Anita. You can't. (laughs) I can't tend to your mental health needs if I'm not tending to all of them. And when you're disconnected from your body, then emotions can't come and go. And part of that, because you've mentioned that you're on the computer a lot, going outside is so important. Yeah. Finding a park to go to on a regular basis is so important because we're around electronics all the time that drains your vitamin D, too. Yeah, I have to take vitamin D pills. It, it was so funny. My doctor was like, ma'am. <laughs> she was like, this is, this messes with a lot of things. So I make it, uh, I'm really cognizant on Thursdays. That's my, like, I go to D.C., I'll go to Georgetown, um, and I'll just walk around. I don't, and I go to Trader Joe's. Literally anything, like, it's it's really crazy how I do the same thing. I need to switch up a little bit because, you know, crazy people out there. But I'm like, this, this is non-negotiable for me, though, because I have to get outside or I just, I just feel terrible. I feel drained. I, I have, I'll get an attitude. And I notice that I take those things out on other people. Let me ask you something. Do you write with... Let me lay down. (laughs) Victor, where's the couch? God damn it. Oh, okay. Ready, go. Do you write? No. I doodle. But I don't even doodle. Like, I'm not even gonna lie. I think the last time I probably, like, wrote out my real feelings may have been at least two months ago. But, like, anything. Do you write anything with pen and paper or pencil? So... Anything that pertains to money, like even like if I get paid and I'm like divvying up where everything goes, I put that on pen and paper. I don't know why. I would encourage you to do more brainstorming on pen and paper too. Okay. Not just always on. I just bought a new notebook for Marshalls. It was like $5.99. So I have it. Because there's something <laughs> very, you know, paper is made out of the elements. Pen is made out of the elements. It's something very... profound about actually writing out your thoughts. I can understand that. Because I, I do, and I, to be honest, I, I can honestly say that things that I have written down feel more come into fruition more than it feels like a word document. 
And I don't know why, but I think because I have so many Word documents. But I feel like if I decided to take the time to physically write it, that I don't know, it feels like it means more to me. But I'm also more hesitant to do it, too. Because I think I believe, I know, like, I can manifest these things. And I, I sometimes get nervous of the power of once you write this why down. Are you, why are you know, scaring your own well, power? Because, because chapters be changing, life be pivoting and changing. I don't know. I'm not, you know. I'm, I'm but thinking. that's a testament to people. We change. Yeah. Right? And so I think when you finally, regardless of what you believe in, when you write it down on pen and paper, and whether or not it shifts, that's still a conversation with God. That's very true. See, I always say, I'm the type of person too. I be like, when you cry, it's okay. That's just liquid prayers. God hears and sees each one of them. So, yeah. Okay. So, if I was new to business, because I'm not, and there are mindset, like, strategies that you, I think, you, that you probably have known of. If I was new and this was a change for me, because that's one thing that, a lot of people I've noticed are starting to lose their jobs or just deciding to make a change. What are some mindset exercises or just things to think about that you would advise people who are going to deal with service? Because it's different. I think, you know, products and stuff, you know, you got your little customer service, you have a team that can handle that. But when you're face-to-face with a client, um, what are some tips you can give? First and foremost, your schedule needs to be a non-negotiable. Because people will play with your time. Episode one. (laughs) (laughs) They will play with your time and they will try to get you to move. And because you start, you're starting, you feel like, oh, I need to move with them because I need to get my foot out there. I need money. But that's a sense of urgency. And once you speak that, you embody that. And it's hard to break that once you start it. That's one. Two, schedule your breaks into your schedule. Breaks are important because people pull from your energy. And when you're doing service work, you're not necessarily getting that reciprocated. And also talk to other people in the field. That's a red flag. I mean, that's a gem. I be try- I really try to, I don't know why people don't talk. But as far as the breaks, so my COO, she laughs at me. Because we could be literally talking about something very important. And I'm talking about we could literally be onboarding a client or something. And when it's like 1.30, I'm like, all right, well, it's nap time. I'm going to go ahead and go. And she, like, laughs. But it's also to the point where my calendar, she knows, like, yeah, Casey's not about to be present right then. I love my naps. I, those are non-negotiables for me. Even if I don't fall asleep, I, they used to call me Napiana. They used to call me Napiana, but it it doesn't matter because I have to reset. Also, because I have children, you know, and I have to pour into these jokers when they get home. Um, so I I try to like the job you can't get off from, baby. Even with daddy sitting right there, but that's a whole nother podcast that we will we will definitely talk about. Okay, um, but I have to pour into those, so I definitely understand that. Now, on the flip side, for those already in business that are feeling like okay, what's going on in this climate? I want to stay in my business, but I just need to find some mental support. What what do you have? Well, first things first, if you're feeling that way, make sure that the people that you are taking on 
okay. are your ideal clients because you will always feel stressed and put out and overwhelmed if you just take anybody. That is true. And for creators, I think if you're selling what you've created as a good, you need to have another creative outlet because you don't want to resent what you're good at because every time I'm doing something is for money or I'm having to interact with this client that's draining me. So what is something that's creative that you could just keep to yourself? And I think that was one of the the, the joys of the pandemic. I know, like, unfortunately, lives and things like that. But I felt like at one point the pandemic was also like a, like the Harlem Renaissance again. Because, like, I was going outside, I was putting my hand in dirt. Um, I know people were, like, picking up paintbrushes. Everybody was changing their mediums. Like, their tools were changing, their mediums were changing. And I was really interested in the things that were coming out. You know, like, I would see somebody say, I just picked up a camera. And now they're still doing photography. So I kind of like what that gave birth to. But then I noticed when the world opened back up, either they, A, stopped or they turned it into... A business and I don't know if that was the best I, I mean I can't personally tell somebody what to do but it kind of feels like that was like not the, the move well we still yeah we are we still live it's in a, a capitalistic oh. society right and so capitalism during the pandemic gave us permission to just be and then when things started to open up again then capitalism was like mm, no nah, I actually need your asses back and so then we didn't figure out how to do a balance because there was no transition. It was just, okay, y'all home, now I need you back in the office. And so people were like, well, sh- I don't want to go back, so let me just turn this into yep. something I can make money for. But then there's that sense of urgency again, and then the joy is taken away. And I, I and I, you can just tell the change, you know? You could just, you could tell the joy from people. So I was, I don't really... That's a whole nother thing, too. But also with that being said, how do you feel like, I don't want to say like protection, but there are a lot of boundaries in business that, like you said, calling and scheduling. What happens if you're the introvert? Because I'm an extrovert, so I'm a little bit easier to be like, nah, this shit ain't about to happen. Or you could just listen to, you can get on my nerves and I'll tell you ex- episode four. That's you. You know, like, and then you just figure it out on your own. But for people who are introvert or ampervert, what does that look like? Like, how do you feel like navigating business with boundaries looks to them? So I am the introvert. You an introvert? Absolutely. It's because you hear me, boo. I've always been that way. I would much rather just be to myself. Um, but when I'm upset, I usually write a draft email. Okay. To get all of those words out before I follow up with the real email. And then I literally have a pep talk with myself. Like if I have to have a difficult conversation or send a difficult email because part of business is dealing with money. Mm-hmm. And it's it's challenging for me because what I do, people are vulnerable and then we got to talk about money. So I'm in the office like, all right, uh, so this is what we about to do. These are your three points. Stick to your three points. If you feel it coming up, remember your breath. Because we, when we get stressed, scared, overwhelmed, we forget to breathe. The one thing that keeps us alive. Yeah, I'm like that too. Like when you put, like when you about to uh, 
like around my hair and you put the thing behind my neck. I forget, I legit forget to breathe. And they'd be like, breathe. And I'd be like, shit, I forgot to breathe. But it's crazy how like situations, I say that to say, I promise the point. I say that to say, I know what it feels like to like, feel like you clam up. Cause I don't do it in those situations, but it's those weird situations that make you just be like, okay. I can't imagine that with somebody who owes something towards me. Well, so here's the thing. If you remember your breath, like remembering your breath requires you to know what your body feels like when you get overwhelmed or upset. And so for me, I start to feel hot. And that's my cue to take a deep breath. Because when you forget to breathe, you tense up and your body can't respond. It will react. Do you also, so besides, so it sounds like breath work. Do you also, they on Instagram and social media, they always say one viable trait of CEOs are like exercise. They wake up early, they exercise, and they do things like that. In therapy, I know, like you said, it's mind, body, and soul. Do you ever like prescribe that type of like fitness and exercise for individuals? Or is it that you think that anything can be solved basically with, just a change of actual mindset. Does that make sense what I'm asking? It makes sense. So okay. mindset is is important. I don't typically prescribe working out. What I call it is intentional movement. Okay. Because so then the, they get to decide what kind of movement. And okay. so if, if it is exercise, cool. If it's yoga, cool. If it's dancing, cool. If it's walking, you get to decide what kind of movement because if you don't, you won't stick with it. So intentional movement is important because when you're overwhelmed or you're anxious, that's literal energy and your body has to move. Like when you get really, really mad and you have something to say to somebody, but you can't get to them and that feeling where you just like hype. Be having a whole conversation to you. Right. This motherfucker. I be mad. I I act out scenes in my head. I'm like, if they they don't do this, I'm going to be like, Nah, and then that one time on June 3rd, I sent you this email and you didn't. I, I, yeah. do, I do all of that. That movement, it's got to move. Energy has to move. Okay, so last question, I promise. Um, for those who are not in therapy, but and are on the fence, what would you say to them to help them ease their mind about getting them in the chair or on the couch? Ease their mind about getting on the couch. So, you know, it's, it's just us overthinking. I would, I would encourage you to think about who you want to be. Okay. Right. And how you want to get there. And there are blocks. If we aren't careful, that can keep us from getting us where we want to be. Therapy helps you remove those blocks. Therapy helps you get comfortable with using your voice, not being loud, but just using your voice because there's, there's a difference. People get discriminated yelling. I'm like, nah, you're not using your voice. Nobody can hear you. And it gets you comfortable with being confident with your voice and your thoughts and your path outside of what society says or your family says. That's important to get grounded so that you can elevate and progress the way that you want. 
that. I didn't think about it that way. You know, this is really random because we're about to go. But my mom, I love her. What we the people say we're the same, but she's loud. She's naturally loud. And one of the things is how you just said, I feel like she's she's like, I'm naturally loud. And she's talking and I'm like, but I can't hear you. And it's really crazy that you say that because I try to be really cognizant of that. And I think a lot of extroverts do, where we're like, you can be loud and not saying anything. And no one wants to take up space in this world just being or should want to take up space in this world just being loud and not and not saying anything. That's actually some good food for thought. I really do hope that creatives, we seek therapy. Um, I didn't, I started it in, during the pandemic, I did like a talk space situation, but it was, it was beneficial for a start journey. I didn't, I still don't do it, but I think for the beginning of what I had and didn't know about anything, it was very good for me. So please, you guys, just just start. Also, like Jasmine says, like, let's talk to each other. Let's let's engage with each other because it'll a lot of times when we engage with each other, it takes it from what am I doing wrong to, oh, a realization. This is just the climate and you move totally different from a, I'm doing this wrong. So this is a us problem because then you we all figure it out together. I am so excited that you came. I am so thankful. Where can the people follow you and contact you and all that? They can follow me at Pride of Nyla, P-R-I-D-E-O-F-N-Y-L-A on TikTok and Instagram. I am so glad you came. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you for having me. I'm not me. even going to do like a crazy cut. Usually I do a crazy cut and I'll be like, and Victor will t- put in like a song like, fuck you, da 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 like how you made you feel, but. Let's put in something really nice and no, let's put a need in mind, body, and soul in there. Okay, thank you. Okay, thank you. All right. All right, you guys. Bye. So did you enjoy the gems I dropped today? Or feel normalized after you push play? Well, feel free to like, subscribe, and share that one time in business with me, your host. Casey Renee. Now remember, we are all in this crazy shit together.